Hi there, you're listening to the Personal Revolutions Podcast with me, Ollie Anderson, author of the book, Personal Revolutions, A Short Course in Realness. If you've listened to any of these podcast episodes before, you've probably heard me say that at least um, a couple of times, maybe even 11, because this is the 11th episode of the Personal Revolutions Podcast, releasing one every week, talking about realness in a real way, potentially bringing real people into the equation as well, but for the time being, just me rambling to myself and hoping that um, it goes out there into the world and somebody can uh, respond to it. I'm losing my voice slightly today because I have a touch of cold. Um, I'm going to do like a cough now. (coughs) Did that mainly so that people out there may feel sorry for me and um, use that pity to go out there and buy my book, which is available on Amazon or there's an online version that you can read at go.personalrevolutionstoolkit.com Don't really want any sympathy. Um, Even if I did, I've written this book now and I can't go out there chasing sympathy because it's against the values of the book and of myself, obviously, because I wrote it. That was just a tongue-in-cheek way of subtly putting the product out there so that somebody may listen to this podcast and then buy it. Anyway, better stop talking about it because people don't really like it if you uh, pretend you're doing a podcast and then lure them into a false sense of security so you can bombard them with sales pitches. Um, Thank you for anybody or to anybody that has been listening to these podcasts and sharing them. Thank you to the people who've been buying the book. Thank you to the people who've been using the Personal Revolutions Toolkit. Thank you for anybody who's retweeted things and whatever. Basically, I'm just being grateful for all the awesome things that have happened over the past few weeks. Um, Anyway, better jump into it, right? Feeling a bit spaced out. I'm going to blame it on this cold. Um, Although I shouldn't really be blaming things because blame doesn't really exist. I've trapped myself by writing this book and setting all these ideals for how life should be. Anyway, this is episode number 11. How about that? I'll start there. This is episode number 11 of the Personal Revolutions podcast. Trying to do this in one take. Boom. So that I can stay real and be authentic. Um, What I would like to focus on in this particular episode of the Personal Revolutions podcast is the idea of disbelief. Not necessarily our own disbelief, but disbelief in the sense of there being people out there in the world who may not believe in you as an individual, or us as a collection of individuals who are trying to grow more real. Um, There may be various reasons for that, which I'll try and cover in this podcast. But ultimately, we can summarize it as saying that there are people out there who try to bring us down because they either don't believe in themselves and our attempts to grow real in ourselves show them or trigger some kind of shame or whatever that has has caused them to be unreal in the first place or they simply are trying to help us a little bit because we may be trying to do something that stems completely from the ego and is therefore a product of delusion we're all interdependent and every so often people who do appear to disbelieve us may actually be trying to do us a favor because they're testing our resolve and seeing if we are actually capable of doing what we've said we do, we can do, or if we believe in ourselves enough. Um, these things 
all these things, these people that I'm referring to as disbelievers are more commonly known in the modern parlance as haters. How do you deal with haters, right? That's ultimately the, pod, uh, the topic of this podcast. These haters are all over the place, especially when you're on the internet and they can kind of type away at you behind their keyboards and call you all kinds of horrible names and say all kinds of things about you that may or may not be true. Um, basically, what is going on with these people, these haters? Why would anybody do that? Why would you hate people? That's the topic of this podcast and something that I am interested in exploring because I think if we can understand these people, what drives them, then we can become more real in ourselves as we come up with a real strategy for kind of meeting this unreality head on. So where am I going to start with this, right? Um, I can feel that my voice is kind of fading away. So hopefully it's not going to affect the podcast too much. But anyway, where are we going to where am I going to start with this? Well, a little phrase that I like to use and I think it's in personal revolution somewhere is that haters hate themselves first. Haters hate themselves first. What the hell does that mean? It sounds cool, but does it have any connection to reality? Hopefully it does. Because that's the whole point of this podcast and the book. Well, what I think that means is that the only reason somebody would treat you in a stereotypical hater manner is because they are ultimately dissatisfied with themselves. And they don't want you to move forward in your life or to grow real because that would ultimately mean that the strategies and systems and ideas and beliefs and things that they've been using in their own lives to get to where they currently are and to allow themselves to erect the ego that they are currently using as they swim through life would be out of sync with reality somewhere and that they don't want to face that because most people, as we've said in all the other podcasts, I think, construct their ego and a certain view of themselves and the world and attach to certain assumptions because it basically gives them a sense of control and it makes them feel good or as good as possible about who they are without looking inwards and facing some of the shame or whatever it is that has caused them to erect the ego in the first place. Now, if you come along and you go against the norms of the circle of people or the culture that you found yourself in, which has placed limits on what you should be doing, then people will start to feel uncomfortable because most people within a culture really like the way that the system has reached a state of homeostasis. And if somebody comes into that system and starts shaking things up, rocking the boat or uh, being a bit more real than others, in the way that they do things, then it makes other people who don't really want to grow more real because they've become complacent within that system, it makes them feel like they've done something wrong. So there's a common way of looking at this, which it, I don't know where it came from, but it's, it's an analogy called the crab bucket mentality. And it's based on a story of 
apparently what happens, I've never done this personally, but apparently if you get a bunch of crabs and you put them in a bucket and one of the crabs starts to kind of climb out of the bucket and reach freedom or become real, you know, in the metaphor, as a metaphor for what we're talking about, as this crab kind of climbs out of the bucket, all the other crabs in the bucket will pull it back into the bucket so that it can't escape. And in a way, that's kind of what haters are doing. They live at a level where they're not happy with who they are, and the thought of other people kind of doing things that are shining in such a way where they escape the darkness of mediocrity or just general workaday bullshit that most people kind of attach to so they can keep their egos in place. When they see people trying to escape that, their instant reaction is to try and destroy or tear down the way out that that person is trying to um, make use of. And the way that that standardly happens is that they will throw insults, they'll attack you, they'll uh, place doubt in you because they don't believe in themselves. They will start doubting you. And if you're not as real as you can be, or you don't believe in yourself enough yet, you don't have enough acceptance of who you are and your potential and what you're doing, then you will let them drag you back into the bucket because the doubt that they project out into you, their own doubt, will trigger the doubt that you feel within yourself because you've basically allowed your ego to get in the communication instead of your real self. And you'll basically end up back in that bucket and uh, not be as happy as you could be. Not that true lasting happiness is possible, right? You're always going to have problems and stuff, as we've said. But in general, if you can find the belief in yourself and the acceptance of who you are, regardless of results, and you just keep growing and moving forward and using whatever happens along the way to go deeper into yourself, then you will be as fulfilled as possible and you'll get out of the bucket despite the crabs trying to pull you back down. So... That's ultimately what I'm talking about when I talk about haters. Haters are people that aren't necessarily happy in the bucket, but they would rather stay there and drag other people back into it than either get together and climb out of it together or work on their own terms to climb out and find some kind of freedom or reality on their own terms by themselves. Now... We could go on forever and ever, I would imagine, about why people don't believe in themselves in the first place. The obvious answer is that they have basically allowed the world to define what's possible for them. And they have been living in the language that we've used in a lot of these podcasts already, from the outside in instead of the inside out. They haven't been living according to the light, so to speak, that's inside them, the, the reality that flows through them and the wholeness that any of us can connect to at any moment, but instead have been living according to the external shoulds and all the other stuff that we've mentioned that basically place self-limiting beliefs between who we are in reality and who we think we are in um, the scheme of things overall. In other words, they've allowed... Um, corrupt or incoherent beliefs to infiltrate their psyches and to limit what's possible for them 
and it has also reached a level where it stops them from actually having any real connection with who they are and basically fearing what's going on inside to such an extent that they become more and more attached to the ego. And that's ultimately what it all boils down to. Anybody who throws shade on you has shade within themselves. Any hater that is out there in the world basically doesn't understand themselves. Because if you're real, you understand that everybody has potential. That is the only way you can be real. Because anytime you try and place limits on other people, or you treat them as being fixed, then you're basically lost to the ego. A hater is somebody who is lost to their ego. They don't like themselves for whatever reason because they're judging themselves according to these standards that they've internalized. And it has caused them to become further and further entrenched in their own bullshit so that they can no longer allow any light to get through to them. Obviously, things can happen where they may be forced out of that bubble. You know, they may get ill or they may have some kind of an awakening process, right? But in general, the more people hate you, the more they hate themselves and the more, um, or the, sorry, the less chance they have of getting out of that situation anytime soon. So, that being said, how do we deal with these people? These negative, toxic, sleepy people who have basically given themselves over to somebody else's idea about, about what life is and about what's possible. People who have basically given up for whatever reason. Well, I think we have to bring, to answer that question, I think we have to bring it back to the idea that I just mentioned a few seconds ago, which is that if we're real, we can see potential in absolutely anybody else. Because when you're real, you connect to this idea of wholeness and you understand that what's true about you is true about anybody. And if you're real and you have potential, and if reality is available to any of us, if we're open to tuning into it and, you know, unlearning all these beliefs and things that are stopping us from being real and causing us to throw this shit in people's directions, other people's directions, then we have to accept that even those people, even those people that don't believe in us, even those people that are asking us to doubt ourselves because they doubt who they are, even those people can be real to some extent. Any moment, right? We've said this in a lot of these podcasts. In any moment, we can make a choice between being more whole and flowing with reality or becoming more fragmented and closing ourselves down, becoming fixed and letting our assumptions and our ideas and any other concepts that can be used as a roadblock between ourselves and reality to get in the way of who we really are. So I think if you keep believing in yourself, then the people who don't believe in you, because they don't believe in themselves, will eventually believe in both. That's quite a complicated sentence. But what does it mean? It means that if you believe in the people who don't believe in you, because they've lost belief in themselves, then eventually, if things work out, they'll believe in both. They'll believe in you and they'll believe in themselves because your reality 
will have shown others the way into their own realness. That sounds a bit far-fetched, maybe. It might sound really, you know, grandiose, lofty, a bit too heightened. But I don't think that's true. Like, looking at my own life and the people who, you know, haven't believed in me, basically, they've, they've helped me in two ways. This is how it kind of works, right? You've got to take those people who don't believe in you and do two things. Now this podcast has some direction. Okay, good. The first thing you've got to do is you have to be grateful to them. Because those people who don't believe in you are giving you an opportunity to believe in yourself. I would personally like to thank all of the people over the course of my life who never believed in me for making me believe in myself. Because that is one of the greatest gifts that anybody can give you. If they can stop you or give help you find the strength to stop seeking approval in other people or to stop judging yourself on these external standards and just find it in yourself to do what needs to be done, whatever's calling out to you, to go do it, as long as it's real and it's not coming from the ego. I'll talk about that in a second. If those people can make you find that in yourself, then they're freeing you. So you have to see these people as giving you that gift, even if they don't realize it. And the second thing is that you have to channel that disbelief and that doubt into self-belief and self-acceptance by realizing that they're showing you their unreality, which is a test in a way, because it's asking you to kind of see that the reality is still there. Even though they're only showing you these shadows, the light of you know, humanity, that sounds really cheesy, but that light is still there somewhere inside them. They've just put all this bullshit between themselves and it that is, you know, stopping the flame from burning as brightly as it could be. But if you're real and you're connected to your own realness, then you can acknowledge that that's there. And that allows you to keep believing in them. So if you believe in them, well, you actually believe in reality. And if you believe in reality, then you believe in yourself. So in a way, refusing to not believe in those haters means that you still find more belief in yourself. They're, they're helping you. They don't know it because they're coming from the ego, right? And the ego doesn't want you to be real because reality is always a threat to the ego. That's the main reason those crabs want you to stay in that bucket. Because if you get out of that bucket then you get further into reality. You're bringing more reality into the situation. And the egos that those crab bucket, uh, crabs in the bucket have uh, depends on you know things remaining as they are. The ego doesn't like change, which is why it denies it, which is why it's based on concepts which are always static and not reality that keeps flowing. Because you know reality is beyond concepts. Concepts are good. They're useful, I've said this before, but they're only ever a signpost to what's real, not the real thing itself. So if the ego is in the front seat and you're one of those crabs in that bucket, then you're basically treating concepts as being real. You're saying, this is the way things are, this is the way things are always going to be, and I don't want to know anything else. But then when somebody gets out of that bucket, it makes you question things, and it basically asks you to put the ego in the back seat which is going to be really uncomfortable if you haven't done it for a while. Anyway, this idea of believing in the people that don't believe in you is your way to find power in all of these situations. What it doesn't mean is that you believe the things they're saying. 
So the key is this, right? Believe in people that don't believe in you, but don't believe them. Believe in them, don't believe them. Because the things that they say, the doubt that they're throwing in your direction has nothing to do with reality and everything to do with how they see themselves and the assumptions and the limitations and the expectations and all of that stuff that they carry about themselves, which is preventing them from being real. That is all they're showing you. They're showing you their own sleepiness. They're showing you the shadows and the bullshit and the nonsense that they carry about themselves, which they want to be true so they can keep the ego in place. But deep down somewhere, that person, that real human being still exists. And if you can believe that, you can forget about the, the doubt they're throwing at you, focus on yourself, keep moving forward, keep crushing things, and eventually get to a place where nobody can deny how real you fucking are. That's the truth. And when they see that, then they'll kind of break through and they'll become real again. And if they don't, well, it doesn't matter that much. It's a shame, obviously, because it's better if there are more real people, but at least their doubt hasn't dragged you down. I said in the last podcast, right, some people are so entrenched in their own bullshit that no matter how much reality you shine out into the world, you'll never be able to break through. But as long as you're trying and you have the best intentions and you keep believing in those people and you know that they're there, then the doubt they throw at you won't affect you because you, you've accepted yourself enough to not let their doubt trigger your doubt in the way that we mentioned. And you can keep flowing, keep growing, and keep moving from moment to moment and doing all of the things that we've mentioned over and over again in this podcast. Now, that is just about one instance of these haters, right? Sometimes, if we're lost in the ego, we think that the people who are trying to help us by giving us honest or real feedback are actually haters. You know, you can use the word haters as a dismissal of some of the true things that people are saying to you. We've said before in these podcasts, right? Sometimes the truth will come into our lives and we don't want to know about it because it, you know, like the um, crabs in the bucket that we just mentioned, the truth is a big burst of reality and it's going to basically cause some dissonance between the ideas that we carry and the way that this new truth is telling us things are. And it's ultimately going to piss us off and we're going to try and deny it. Sometimes the people in our lives will test us, especially the people that we're in relationships with. If we're saying that we want to do something that sounds kind of crazy, then people will test us. They will basically ask us questions they will, you know, say things that may seem doubtful, but often their intention is a good one. They're not trying to stop us. They're trying to make sure that we really do believe in ourselves and that we're not deluded. We're not coming from a place of ego. You know, we're doing this. We've set some grand plans for ourselves because we're trying to escape from the world, not find it. If anybody comes into your life and they, helps you, they help you find reality, then they're doing you a huge favor. Sometimes those people will come into your life and if you're in the ego, it will seem like those people are trying to kind of drag you down into the bucket when actually 
the questions that they're asking you are constructive, not destructive. The questions that they're asking you are basically helping you to find out what you need to do to be able to do the thing that you're trying to do. They're not asking you these questions to tear you down or to drag you back into the bucket for their own egos. They're doing it because they actually believe in you. And I think one of the skills that we have to develop as individuals is to know when we're in this state of interdependence with other people and that they're trying to lift us up in a way that may initially seem like um, they're trying to drag us down. If we're too sensitive or we're too insecure or we've been going through this process of trying to become more real and we've forced ourselves to really, you know, set strong boundaries and say no to things and just go ahead and crush it anyway, no matter what, then we may miss opportunities to grow real um, by having the people that actually care about us in our lives test us in this fashion. Sometimes we need testing. You know, if you can get a group of friends that really care about you and who will call you out on your bullshit, they're doing you a great service. That they're not people like that are not haters. People like that are showing you your oversights or your undersights and basically helping you to get back on the real path into yourself. They're not coming from a place of ego. They're using their realness to help you be more real. The thing that we have to do is to be able to discern whether the crabs in the bucket with us at present are trying to drag us back down because they want to keep their own egos in place, or whether they're trying to push us out of the bucket by lifting us based on what they already know and what they have found to be real within themselves. So I'm going to start wrapping this up. But ultimately, what this podcast has been about is the idea that more often than not, the people in our lives that are haters are only doing it because they hate themselves at some level. Hate is a strong word, but you can be pretty sure that somewhere along the line, the people who don't believe in you when you're trying to do something real are only showing you their unreality and the fact that they do not believe in themselves. How do you deal with such people? Do you get angry? Do you just say, well, everything's an interpretation, so it's just your opinion and I don't have to believe it, forgetting that some opinions are more true than others? No. What you do is you believe in them. You don't believe what they say, but you believe that reality is in you, it's in them, it's in everything. And you use that belief to stay real within yourself. If you can do that, then you'll be able to discern when people who say things that you may not initially agree with are using their realness to lift you to a higher place, get you out of that bucket, and to go out there and to be more free more real and more alive in life whilst you're here. So, remember that. Remember that you should believe in everybody. Because if you believe in all people and all things, then you will never not believe in yourself and you can be real as hell, crush life, crush your goals, and basically have an awesome time. That's the end of this episode of the Personal Revolutions Podcast. If you've enjoyed listening to it, then uh, check out the book if you don't have it. It's available all over the place. Um, If you have any ideas for future topics, get in touch. I'm happy to uh, try and talk about things that I know people are interested in. 
If you've already got the book, then check out the Personal Revolutions Toolkit, where there are forums and stuff for each of the chapters. You can talk to other readers and basically use um, the insights and stuff that you've had to be, be more real and to help other people be more real. It's quite a uh, satisfying thing to do. Um, I'll see you next week, and thanks very much for listening.